Well. You ready yet? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm ready. No. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. You finish those errands? Finish those errands. <laughs> errands, errands. Squidward. Okay. Episode 96. Suck some dicks. One. <laughs> Can you say that mm. off the top? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Blah Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 96 of Blah Blah Podcast, the only show on the web that'll make you sick and tired, or six and tired, of pop culture and internet news. I am Jason Green, and we are dangerously close to episode 100. I cannot wait to drop that in a few weeks. I'm Jason Green, and with me as always is Sean Smith. Jason, is something something special happening for episode 100? Oh, I don't know. Something. It's either going to be special... Or super special or mega special. It can only be one of the three. Sounds good. <laughs> I think you just died a little on the inside. Am I right? Just a little, yeah. Just a little. And with us is Magic Mike Dowling. Hello there. Mike, you are the best man to fill in any missing spots. I've been told this on a couple. Hey, a Mike, can you... F- okay, an occasion. Mike, can you fill my ho ho hole? <laughs> oh, uh, is it special? <laughs> I don't think he understands the reference. Special, everybody. If you don't either, listen to last week's episode. And rounding out this crew is crazy, crazy Jobo. Hey, I think you were going to say crazy Chris. <laughs> that, that was some good alliteration there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have you going. Off. What's up, man? I don't know. What's up with you? I don't, I don't care. I don't know. Donkey Kong. That's what. Granola bars. Evan is in Las Vegas with his Vegas wife, and Chris <laughs> is elsewhere. So parts, parts unknown. Parts unknown. Just like the under. He's with the best WWE jobber ever, the Undertaker. I'm just kidding. I love the what? Undertaker. What? <laughs> <laughs> you well, better watch from- your goddamn mouth. Oh, Sean, I'm poking the bear. Poking the bear all day. Sean, you have a rundown. Tumble down it, my friend. All right. Well, let's start with our Twitter poll for this week. Um, Our question was, what was the best miscellaneous story of 2016? Uh, Unfortunately, in last place, uh, with zero votes, um, Creepy Clowns. Uh, Apparently, no one liked any of our Creepy Clown stories. No one likes Creepy Clowns. It was too spooky. Well, mm-hmm. I think maybe I scared everyone away with the creepy clown intro. Um, may have been a little too Which scared. What? The creepy clown intro. No, I mean play it. Oh, oh, I have to. I'm not ready. I have to bring it up. Just do it in post. <laughs> yeah, but how are you going to react to it? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Three, two, one. Ah! Ah! There you go. That's a good reaction. <laughs> <laughs> that ending laugh just I always think that's you, Sean. It's not me. It is not. Um, okay, so no one liked creepy clowns. No one liked creepy clowns. Uh, a tie for second place, uh, with twenty percent 
was uh, ancient Irish butter. A classic uh, story. Total classic. Um, And everything Burger King. So I think that was just you voting over Sean. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to uh, pass blame, but uh, I did tag Burger King in this Twitter poll, so maybe they voted. Think for they themselves. voted for themselves. I think they did. Boy. Um. Well, Burger King does uh, have some crazy stories every week. Yeah, they were trying to have it their way. Sandwiches. Oh, Mike! This is why we have you on, Mike. Not because someone can't fill in, but because you make funny puns. Just like Darth Vader. Um, yeah, no! <laughs> and uh, the winner, uh, with 60% of the vote, the pube dress. Woo! <laughs> so, yes. Made the... by world-famous artist from London, Sarah Bryan. Is, is it appropriate Ooh, to call her that. friend of the show yet? Friend of the we show, can Sarah Bryan. She... We could at least call her yeah, friend on Twitter. <laughs> she tweeted at us, so we're obviously best friends now. Her and the podcast. Uh, she's probably a fan. Probably, I, I would bet any amount of money she listened to our segment several episodes ago about the pube dress. That was a while ago, actually, wasn't it? Oh, it was uh, at yeah. least a few months ago. Yeah, a few months ago. I don't remember it off the top. I don't remember the episode number off the top of my hand, but it's out there. She probably listened to it. Lord knows how she found it, but she did. Makes me feel good about myself and. Keep listening, Sarah, if you are. Jason, cool. I, I think wearing a pube dress will make anyone feel good about themselves. Sean, I'm wearing one now, and I feel great. It's a little itchy, but that's okay. I've dealt with worse. It's very oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait for her next article of clothing. Oh, absolutely. I, in fact, I think we need a scoop. We need to, to, to at least get a little sample of what's coming next. Yes, we should make a Blah Blah P.O. box. Those people that are in the mail room, they're going to see pube dresses come in. Who the fuck uses P.O. boxes anymore? What was that? Who the fuck uses P.O. boxes anymore? Bitch, everyone uses P.O. boxes. (laughs) My girlfriend does. Okay, that's one. Yeah. We'll be the second one. Uh, Evan, (laughs) probably. The P in the P.O. box stands for pube. Then what does the O stand for? Oh, Uh, no. Oval. Oval. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Mike, would you wear a pube dress? Uh, I mean, some say I already do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Funny. Funny guy. Anyway, Sarah, you won uh, the best um, miscellaneous story of 2016. You can I hope claim you your won. award. <laughs> claim your, your award. Your signed DVD copy of Liar Liar. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you feel happy because we all feel happy for you. And keep listening to the show, and you can tweet at us whenever you want. What's next, Sean? Uh, moving on. Um, I, this is something that I'm assuming that Sarah Bryan is also into. This is the uh, Fifty Shades Darker countdown clock. Oh, God. Uh, we are currently <laughs> sitting at 36 days away from... Uh, you know, I keep seeing ads for it everywhere now. That's how uh, I know it's close. Mm-hmm. It's getting close, Jason. So close. And, and, you know, not only did they are they coming out with a bunch of new ads now, uh, there's also a new extended trailer that they released. How many times did you fap to it? Um, Zero so far. Uh, But Mm. I will say just to save the suspense, I'll tell you all the new stuff in the trailer. Um, Basically, it's the same trailer, except apparently now there's a there's a helicopter crash in. What? So it's Suicide Squad. Ah. Uh, a little bit. Um, also, there's some people with guns. 
That was different. Suicide Squad. Oh. Mm-hmm. And apparently they have a new theme song, which is being sung by Taylor Swift. It, uh, which makes the squad want to commit suicide. There you go. Is it, <laughs> is it Christian broke up with me and this is the song I wrote afterwards? No, see, Joe, you didn't see the movie. It's the other way around. Uh... <laughs> it all makes sense now. Yes, exactly. Once. I bet you uh, she's Anastasia's going to start hula dancing just like Enchantress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, just so. so long, just so long as we get that uh, elevator interaction again, I'll be happy. Yeah, just two I hours. I also of hope. That. I also yes. hope Sarah Bryan's pube dress makes a cameo. Oh, maybe she's wearing that when they go to the eyes wide shut ball thing that they go to. Yeah, mm-hmm. ball pubes, pube balls. There makes you go. Sense. Nice little gala of pube dresses. I like it. Maybe if they don't use it for this one, we'll do it in the sequel. I think that's a good oh, idea. Fifty Shades Even Darker. Yes. Yes. Um, Wait, isn't the third book... The third book's actually called something. It's like... 50, uh, I think it's Fifty Shades... It's not... Is it Redeemed? Like, released or something? Eh, Whatever. I don't, I don't care know. that much to look. All right. So, like I said, that's 36 days away. Um, and we have our replacement after uh, 50 Shades Darker ca- uh, comes out. Oh, and we will be an- we'll be announcing that in okay. about a month. Mm. Yes. I think I know what it is. I'm going to make a good guess in my head. But Don't I'm say what it is. Is it Monster Trucks? No. Mo- <laughs> in fact, <laughs> Joe, Monster Trucks comes out before 50 Shades Darker. So that wouldn't work. What the- Why have I not heard this yet? I, I need to get my ticket. <laughs> Joe, I think you're going to be the only man in that theater seeing Monster Trucks. Didn't like Universal already say they lost a ton of money making that movie or some shit like that? I don't know, but all I know is I got my Monster Truck cosplay ready, so I, I'm, 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 I'm set. If any movie needs to revive drive-in movies, it's Monster Trucks. So you can drive there and see it in your Monster Truck. Who's going in a Monster Truck? You! <laughs> Probably Evan. He's the only guy I know that likes monster trucks. <laughs> That's true. He loves monster trucks. In fact, he should. Why is he he not seeing this movie? Grave digger. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, why don't we just go to this now? We have uh, everyone on the panel here. Um, we've we've tasked you with the the obligation homework. Of, uh, well, a little bit of homework. Um, we we're gonna announce our top five movies of 2016. Um, mm-hmm. Now this is just between the three of you guys. I will be doing my list, the the top ten list, um, in a few weeks. We'll be coming out um, in its own separate episode. But for you guys, uh, why don't we just go around and uh, we'll list each other's top five from this past year, this horrible year of 2016. You don't want to give a little little taste, Sean? Little uh, little tease for the audience. Uh, no, I'll leave my skirt on. Thank you. Mm, your pube <laughs> skirt on. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. Starting with number five. My number five favorite movie of 2016 is Deadpool. Yes. Deadpool was a great movie. A movie that I never thought I would ever see. Because well, all through before the movie, 
I I read I've read Deadpool comics here and there, and I liked them a lot, but I never really was that interested in Deadpool. And I always thought like Deadpool was the Tarantino of comic books, meaning he only had like a you know a core audience, more like a like a cult following of a comic book. I never in my life thought a movie would be made, yet a movie was made, and it was fantastic. I was I loved it. I thought they worked around their. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I heard. Um, during the making of the movie, they got the budget slashed in half or something like that, so they had to work around that. And I thought the workarounds in the movie were like really great. Like, yeah, the first half of the movie takes place on an overpass, but they still managed to make that work out well. The ending worked out beautifully. It's a movie that I never thought I'd see in my life, yet it happened, and I loved it. Uh, so my number quick, five is Deadpool. Real quick, before yep. you go to number four, uh, what do you guys think the chances are that Deadpool gets nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars? Oh, is I don't think... Is this a that's a real that's a real question? Yes. Uh, that is because I don't not going to happen. I don't think that it's that unlikely. Um, really, I think it is. If if they, you, they never recognize comic book movies except, uh, you know, Dark Knight because of Heath Ledger, R.I.P. That's the only that's yeah. the only one. And uh, I, I I think just it doesn't the 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 sorry the comic book part's not <laughs> what uh, yeah the comic book part's not what makes me think that it would be like that it's the action comedy part you don't that's something you don't really see in no. a, a best picture nomination that's true but this is i mean the academy also is trying to appeal to a younger audience as well millennials and, yeah and you know they kind of i i could see why they would want to include because they can go up to 10 so i could see why they would include deadpool in there obviously it's not going to win but um, yeah no if they if they were going to do any like, I mean, this is not in the same tone, but like action-y movie that younger people would like, I would see Mad Max Fury Road on there. Was that this? this that was this year, right? No, that was, was that 2015. That was 2015. Oh, Jesus, I'm losing my mind. Yeah. Oh, no, my whole right? list is messed up. And, and guess what? It was nominated for Best Picture. Right? Okay, so I could see that. And now I just dug myself into a hole. Yeah, exactly. But I don't. I, don't and, I can't see that. And don't uh, they? They just announced the Writers Guild Awards uh, nominations, and Deadpool's nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Oh, good. So it deserves it. That's kind of a that's a small precursor to the main awards, and it's nominated for uh, Best uh, Comedy or Musical at the Golden Globes. So it's just not, like The Martian. Yeah, exactly. It's the the funniest movie from last year. Um, it's, I, I think I don't think it's very likely because you know the Academy needs you know more British movies like British <laughs> dramas. We're kind of low on British comedies. dramas this year. Quirky movies starring yeah. Jim Broadbent. Quirky also that better Disney is going to try to sabotage it so they can just try to devalue all of Fox's Marvel properties. Probably <laughs> that's mm. what Ike Perlmutter was meeting with Trump about. <laughs> <laughs> Russia's going to rig the Oscars. <laughs> also, the before I get off Deadpool, um, I also thought um, the, the way that, you know, obviously Deadpool's a character who breaks the fourth wall a lot. That's part of his character, and it's funny. And breaking fourth wall jokes, I always, they're really tricky. They're like hit or miss. So if you do it in a show, it could come off like really cringy, but I loved how well it worked in Deadpool, and that's another reason why I like the movie. So wait, did you want me to say my whole list now, and then Mike goes, and then Joe goes, or do you want to also all do like uh, one I, at a I time? I would say just just give your whole list. Okay. Give it to my us. number four is the nice guys that Ryan Gosling, nice. Uh, also 
Russell Crowe film that came out almost a year ago. That was a surprise, too, and it was a very colorful surprise. I am a sucker for noir um, crime. This wasn't so much noir. I thought it was going into it, though. Uh, nonetheless, it was a movie with a very simple idea that managed to stretch it out and put a lot of substance into it, and you really felt for both characters. I, I really hope for a sequel for The Nice Guys. Great movie. I advise everyone to check it out who hasn't yet. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I have some phlegm in my throat. <laughs> who's, number, who's, thumb is, who's thumb is in your throat? Jack Nicholson. <laughs> um, he digs <laughs> something. Um, now, my number three is 10 Cloverfield Lane, a movie that took everyone by surprise because we no, no one in existence knew Cloverfield was ever going to be in the title of a movie again. The 2008 Cloverfield film was a great movie. And then nothing ever happened for years. So I kind of lost all hope in there ever being a sequel. But my hope was redeemed when, like, what was it, three months before the actual movie came out? They dropped the 10 Cloverfield Lane tra uh, trailer, mm -hmm. which, uh, for a little bit trivia, it was originally a movie called Valencia. And it had nothing to do with Cloverfield at all. I do not know why they attached the name to it, but they did. And it all worked out well. And I love Japanese mangas and anime, and I love the stories where it's like a dude wakes up with, with amnesia, and you got to piece together what's going on. Sometimes there's aliens around, sometimes there's monsters, and they're like, he's like, what's going on? Why are there aliens and monsters? And you got to piece together the story as you keep reading. That's kind of what 10 Cloverfield Lane was like. Mary Elizabeth Winstead wakes up. She has no idea what's going on. You piece together what's going on, and ends up being she's in a situation that's way over her head. And something that the audience definitely wasn't expecting happening. I love that shit. That's why it's my number three. So, my number two. My number two band is Arrival. A movie that blew me away Ooh. for its creativity, <laughs> I think is the right word. Who said it? Uh, on Red Letter Media, Jay Bauman said the climax of the movie is essentially a phone call. And that's what it is. But the way that it's tailored and worked in front of your eyes makes that simple phone call Amy Adams makes that Chinese man a heart-pounding <laughs> scene. She could have been ordering pizza. We don't know. I don't speak Chinese. But it was great. It's a movie that I, I think is one of the more realistic pro approaches, uh, how aliens would actually visit Earth. Because they had some technology in the movie that is so ambiguous that you kind of have an idea what it is, but then the more you think about it, the more your brain just kind of implodes in on itself. Um, yeah, it's not like Independence Day where they come down and the aliens are like bipedal walking people with guns and stuff. They're basically humans that have big, ugly heads. But the aliens in Arrival and their technology was so uh, like uh, Lovecraftian and so... like like old sci-fi that it just really rubbed me the right way. So Rival was a great film. And my number one Better not film be Independence Day. Of last year <laughs> is, drumroll please, Delta Farce starring Larry the Cable Guy <laughs> and Bill Lincoln. I'm just kidding. That's, that's a few years ago, Jason. <laughs> it's always going to be my number one. No. My number one film for 2016 is La La Land. Ooh, that La film, La. Ooh, La La. That film really resonated me with on a personal level because it's all about Emma Stone's character, well, mostly all about Emma Stone's character following her dream 
and she keeps getting rejected left and right. And I know that feeling all too well. Ever since I left college several years ago, I've had a dream to break into the media industry. I want to work for a company like IGN or Kotaku, do work for them. Uh, obviously, that hasn't worked out yet, but I'm slowly building my way up. And I felt her plight. That really hit home to me, how she was rejected from. I saw her casting call scenes as like my job interviews, pretty much, and uh, that I've had over the past few years. And that, that, and besides resonating with me on a personal level, it was a really fun movie. You know, I never liked musicals growing up, but I've really gone to appreciate them as a kid. I remember watching West Side Story in like middle school or something, and I hated it. But I gladly watch it again now. There, the the music in this film was a lot of fun, especially the opening number. Um, that really gets your heart going and your and your foot tapping, as they say. But uh, it wasn't um at much of a musical as I thought it was going to be. There was a really good story there. Really good story about following your dreams, maturing around your dreams, and how hard work really does pay off if you really put your nose to the grindstone. So La La Land was my favorite movie of last year because of its upbeat and person of its upbeat personality and its message that really hit me in the heart. It's a great film. You should all see it. I need a drink of water. <laughs> and yeah. and it has J.K. Simmons. <laughs> And then it's J.K. Simmons. Great, great, great actor. Okay. <clears throat> Mike, you're up. Yes. So first Jay, now Mike. I guess we are uh, doing some red letter media. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm going to take one off of your list and put it on my list. Uh, my number Fuck. five is Arrival. Um, you, you touched on a lot of it, you know. When you, when you think of alien invasion movies, you either are going to have the big blockbuster action movie a la Independence Day and then, you know, Independence Day Resurgence just being the shit version of those. Or on the smaller scale, you have things like The Faculty. Where <laughs> you'll have things like The Faculty or something like that where it's a much smaller movie um, and they are very secretive. This <laughs> Mike, I'll be honest with you. I, I could have sworn you just said The Fappening. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite hey, invasion hey, hey, movie hey. invasion of privacy movie <laughs> they did come from the clouds um, <laughs> but Arrival gets to fall somewhere in the middle which I like it, it's um, very mysterious like some of the smaller I'm not going to say any horror movies because this isn't this is certainly not a horror movie um, I like it's what you find mm, I don't want to go too into how disjointed some of the things are, the scenes are. I don't know if we want to go into spoilers for that. No, Uh, no, just there's there's a big reveal at the end that uh, changes the way that you look at the movie previous. Yeah. Yeah, but the movie is presented in a a nonlinear fashion at points, Mm -hmm. which is something I like, and I like how it all comes together. Now, if I ever go watch the movie again, which I'm sure I will, you get to appreciate all the subtle points in certain scenes, you know, you get to just, it it becomes a different experience, which is something that is a very nice thing to uh, see in movies, especially when it's good the first time around as well. Uh, You don't need to see it again to, to enjoy it. You know, it sits on its own. And, you know, the director has always been great. uh, Who was going to be doing the, what new blade runner. Mm -hmm. So that gives us a little bit of a taste of what you're going to get there, you know, without, without all the neon lights. Uh, my number four, which I'm surprised wasn't on your list, Jason, was uh, Captain America Civil War. You know, I thought about that one long and hard, but Ooh. I just, I don't know. I didn't really want to include 
uh, that or Rogue One because <clears throat> excuse me, I have like I'm really congested um, because I f- feel like those were movies that we've all seen before, and I kind of wanted to think outside of the box, you know. But right. I still well, like. I guess the I'm Civil just War. an original, an unoriginal son of a bitch. Uh, no, yeah, like I, I went through, like I saw uh, going over my list, like 45, 46 movies from 2016. Uh, and so I had to go through a bit to try to figure out what I, you know, what what makes this one better than the other. Um, so Rogue One actually didn't even. I, I won't even tell you where that one landed, <laughs> even though I liked it. Um, but. Cap- yeah, I mean, all the Captain America movies have been just hitting, hitting well for me. Yeah, they're, I know they're a the lot best of people, trilogy in Marvel. Yeah, a lot of people are getting sick of the comic book movies. A lot of, and, and to some extent, I am as well. But there was just, uh, I guess it was. To I'm not going to say it was the greatest movie in the world, but it was certainly a fun movie, and it counted for something uh, to me at least. You know, seeing uh, certain characters interact with each other and how this now gets to set up. Which you know, I heart, I hate the fact that I'm saying that you know, that we're setting up future events in this movie <clears throat> but it was a it was an intimate story between two people inside of a gigantic spectacle which you know you get to have your uh, cake and eat it too i guess <clears throat> cake's cool yeah you know nice cake. nice and frosted my number three is green room oh i have yet to see that Yes, from the director of Blue Ruin, uh, Jeremy Salnier. Yeah, um, I, I, it's, it is a freaking like tense movie, which is just so up my alley. It, uh, it's not a horror movie, but it has those elements in it. It kind of is. Yeah, like. I can see the argument, and I can see the argument against it. Uh, I don't categorize my movies by genre. If I did, it would probably uh, be at the end of the horror uh, shelf. But you know, it's about a, a punk band who plays in a remote bar owned by neo-Nazis, and uh, someone sees something they shouldn't, and then it becomes a fight for their life. Yeah, Professor X. Yes. Who uh, says Professor movies X? aren't original anymore? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but it was great. It was a great performance by you know the uh, late great Anton Yelkin. R.I.P. Um, yeah, and uh, it's it was fast paced and makes you really scared of Nazis as if they wouldn't do that already. Um, <laughs> my number two is something that is very divisive among uh, people, uh, our group included. Oh yeah, Sean already knows. It's the witch. Do you mean the? Oh, it's a great movie. <laughs> the witch. The bitch. Yes. The bitch. <laughs> yes. Um, the witch is back. It is, to me, uh, the best horror movie of the year. Uh, I mean, I guess to some that's not saying much. Um, it's one of the better horror movies I've seen in a few years, I think, and it's a lot of people hate it because. I feel they get confused as to what they consider scary. Uh, most of the time when point. I hear someone say something that nothing happens, they're like, nothing jumped out and scared me, although I hate jump scares. It's like It's all about dread and atmosphere and just being afraid to turn around. Um, yeah, but so you know tense. what? We really need to talk about that bridge scene, though, because that was a pivotal scene in that movie. Shut up, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, 
the lang- yeah, sure. The, the the accents, the dialect rather, is um, a toughie. I'm glad I got it on Blu-ray, so now I can watch it with subtitles on. But all the performances were just spot on, including from a couple freaking like toddlers, basically. And uh, you know, don't get me started on the goat. He was top tier. <laughs> he was the goat. greatest of all time. Yeah. Goat. Yes. Oh, 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 Jason. Oh, Jason. <laughs> uh, and my number one, which uh, I share with you, Jason, is La La Land. Hell Ooh. yeah! Ooh la la. Yeah. Ooh la la. Um. Uh, as soon as the movie started and it said presented in Cinemascope. <laughs> I knew I was gonna. I knew. I knew it was in for. Did you jump out of your uh, seat and start dancing with everyone else? I was. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. I started high kicking and all that can cans. Um. I. I. Unlike Jason, I mean, I. I kind of grew up on musicals. Uh, not as much. You know, my musicals were more so, say, Rocky Horror Picture Show, not like Singing in the Rain or the Sound of Music or anything like that, or whatever Gene Kelly starring shit. This movie probably pulls a bunch of inspiration from. But uh, I was able to like I came to appreciate those a little bit later through friends who work in theater. Um, But like Jason, you know, we all want to we try to get working. We're trying to accomplish our goals, our dreams. Uh, I want to work in the entertainment industry. I to some extent I already do. But, you know, like Emma Stone's character in the beginning, it's just like you do a little bit and you have this bigger dream while you're just going through the shit um i know jason you said it was very upbeat i i'll agree to some points but i also saw very parts that were very sad and dare i say depressing which is something that i liked a lot as well and that you got to have that contrast it's uh, it's depressing but it's, also at the same time hopeful it's yes, bittersweet. yeah a, a, a hopeful depression I, i'd go with that um and the music is just beautiful it's mm-hmm. i've been trying to find the soundtrack for a while now without buying it online or stealing it because i would like to actually physically own it and it is just something to marvel at uh so yeah i think that's my top five no mike it's not a marvel film <gasps> i've been good wrong list. all this time <laughs> good list I, I like your number one choice i'm taking a guess that jobo did not see la la land I did it yet. Um, no, it's my no, it's my number five of the year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen it yet, though. I, I'm sure it would be on this list if I did see it. Um, I do want to give just some honorable mentions to uh, Doctor Strange, Civil War, and Deadpool. Um, no superhero movies on, on this top five this year. Um, also, I want to give a quick honorable mention to Zootopia, which was a very... Uh, a poignant good. film about race relations. Yes, um, <laughs> and it, it it told it told its morals very well. Um, I really love that movie. Uh, but my number five um, is Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, like like you were saying, Jason. You know, I was very surprised at, that there would be another Cloverfield related movie. Um, and I, I'm a big fan of movies where it's a handful of characters in one location working through a situation or in a conflict, and they just get to act off of each other. Um, a lot of people don't like the Breaking Bad episode, The Fly. It's I really like it for that reason. Um, and that's by this, uh, Ryan Johnson, who's doing episode eight. Yes. Um, 
but I, I really like this movie. John Goodman, my God, like it's good man. He's he's gonna get he is he's gonna get looked over come awards. Well, we are in award season, and he is getting looked over. But and it's a yeah. shame he gave a great, terrifying performance and a performance you believe, um, and you feel what he's feeling, and um, you know you're you're intimidated. One minute you're intimidated by him, the next minute you're like, oh, he's you know he's not so bad, and the next minute you're you know. He's doing something really crazy where you're like, yeah, yeah, no, he's he's bad. Um, he it, he just gave a great performance. So like, the last act, you know, is you know very. I know everyone's a lot of pretty divided on it, um, just in general. Um, but that aside, I'm willing to overlook that for the you know amazing strong you know performances in this. Also, uh, uh, fun fact: the writer for Ten Cloverfield Lane is the director of La La Land. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's right. How come there was no singing? I I don't. Well, there was some singing, Joe. If you remember when we yeah, there was there was that jukebox. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say, Joe. When when we saw it in the theaters, we had the two old lesbian ladies uh, sitting next to us who were singing all the songs in in the in the movie. (laughs) Did they ask you for help with their iPhone? No. Uh, my number four is Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, I went into this movie with no expectations whatsoever. I felt like it didn't need to exist. Um, I just wasn't into it. And I was surprised, very surprised. I thought um, it was very cool to see sides of the rebellion that are a little more gray. Um, I liked, I got into the characters. Um, I felt like this really did fit. You know, before episode four in terms of like the the world and, you know, the the class of troopers. I remember that was a criticism of mine. Um, how how come there's a giant, you know, or there's an elite squad of stormtrooper we've never seen in the other episodes uh, for five and six. But it makes sense. You know, they're they're rolling it. Um, the action scenes were were so much fun to watch. Um, I, I really enjoyed Rogue One and I hope it's a sign for episodes eight and nine that. You can do like little callbacks, but you don't need to base your entire story off of the story of another movie. Um, so that's my number four. Wow, Joe, I, what, what you're, I can't believe you like that movie. You're such a hack. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, it's, you know, too, I'm like, just what do you loser. have to be spoon fed? Yeah. Everything? Come on. Yeah, but, you know, it's. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just you like that conglomerate yeah. corporation Disney. Yeah. TM, I'm just, Marvel? just feeding into the machine. You know. Yeah. Sheep. <laughs> People. Uh, my number three, uh, Moana. Ooh. I I am a huge Disney fan. Um, I have been since I was a little kid. Um, and this was a beautiful movie. Um, a very, very uh, a huge spectacle. I've never seen, like, in terms of, like, the recent Disney movies, a movie that looked this beautiful. Like the way they use colors and the way they animate this, the sea and the islands and, and everything. It just was amazing to look at. Um, the Rock is was perfect. Um, he has a set of pipes on him. He had a great song. Uh, the music was great. Uh, you know, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame uh, who wrote the music. And you can tell if you listen to the Hamilton soundtrack. You can tell that's him. Uh, but it was just a beautiful movie. Um, I... I you know, I don't think it's going to be as big as Frozen, but I'm okay with that because I enjoyed Frozen when I first saw it. But over time, the, you know, the mass appeal of it has kind of brought it down a little bit. Um, 
and then also strong, you know, lead character. Um, she was, she was, uh, you know, set. She's a princess, you know, of this this island, but you know, she's an effective leader. She's not just sitting there. She's like right from the get go. You're going to be trained to be the leader of this this tribe one day, and she's a really good leader at that. So, um, you know, strong character, great music. That's why Moana is my number three. My number two is actually the same as Mike's number two, uh, the witch. <gasps> Yay! Uh, you mean the witch? The witch. The witch. <laughs> um, I think a great horror movie is one where I can watch it again and again, and you know it still creeps me out. Uh, I think something like The Shining or Texas Chainsaw, um, and it still creeps me out. The witch is is a weird exception to that where it's a great horror movie in that I'm kind of scared to watch it again um because I feel like when I saw it I felt like I was watching something twisted that I should not be watching like a snuff film <laughs> <laughs> well you know no but no Jason but maybe <laughs> uh, maybe but like it, it it was just freaky like I felt, I've never been so unnerved in a movie theater. Um, I never like sat there, just like not knowing what to say until Swiss Army Man, Sean. Um, <laughs> for a different uh, reason. Yeah, for a different reason. But like, I, I saw this with Evan, and we were just like speechless after. Like that, that freaked me Did you out. Guys, just keep talking about the bridge scene afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it. it it was it was freaky. I I just felt so wrong watching it. Um, and, and like I'll still like think of a scene from it, and just like freak, be, just be freaked out. Um, like when that. I lived the scene with, yeah. Um, <laughs> the scene with the uh, the crow or the raven or whatever that was. Brandon oh Lee. Yeah, the crow. He was in this movie. <laughs> they brought him back. <laughs> yeah. Damn, um, they're using CGI for everything nowadays. Yeah, they, you know, they, they did a good job with it. They, they, uh, you know, great technology. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I just, it just, it was creepy and I, and I love it, but I'm kind of scared to watch it again. Um, but that regardless if I'll ever watch it again or not, um, it's my number two, uh, my nice. number one, uh, you guys talked about it, uh, arrival. Oh, uh, nice. Which I actually just saw the other day, actually, because there's the it's, it's still so showing long. in theater. I, I don't know. It's just I never got around to it. Uh, never arrived. And I don't know why I didn't see it sooner. Um, it was in in the age of stupid alien sci-fi movies. This was a breath of fresh air. Um, it was smart. It was mature. It took itself seriously. It took the audience seriously. Um, it wasn't trying to dumb down anything. It wasn't going to. Save the day with the power of love in the end. <laughs> it, 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 it was smart. And I did not see any of what was to come. I did not see any of it coming. Um, Excuse me? The, uh, the things that happened in it. I oh. didn't see it coming. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sean, get your mind out. I thought we were still talking about the witch for a second. I sure. <laughs> no, I, I loved this movie. Um, I thought that, um, it, it's, it's really a movie about communication, um, at the end of the day. Um, and, and it really surprised me, um, with, you know, the, the human element and the alien element, 
um, the alien-human connection, the human-human connection. Um, I, I just, I, I purposely didn't watch any trailers for it um, because I kept seeing articles like, "Oh, it's it's great, it's a ama- great trailer, great trailer, wonderful trailer." And I'm like, if this movie's gonna be really good, I don't want to like go into it like knowing anything that happens. So I didn't watch any of the trailers. Um, but, and I'm, I'm happy I didn't because I had a great experience watching it. Yeah. Woo. Well, all right. Yeah. And my other number one is Swiss army, man. (laughs) No, it's Uh, not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was our, well, me, Mike and Joe's top five favorite movies of 2016. Please tweet at us at blah, blah, P O D one. What your favorite films of 2016 were? I think in 140 characters, you can fit in five. Can I real quick? Real quick, can I just share a funny experience that happened to me when I went to go see Arrival? Oh, jeez. So I was waiting in line, and it was like right around the time the last preview was on. Mm -hmm. And there were like three groups in front of me. There was like um, in the front of the line was an old lady, um, and then behind her was a couple, and then behind her was a woman. Um, and the old lady was asking like all these questions about the phone number to the movie theater and the phone number to the United Artists down the street and the senior discount and all this stuff. So I was like, okay, she's you know an older woman, you know I'll let that slide. Then the cu- you know three minutes later, um, the couple goes up and they're asking questions about the United Artists down the street. Um, then they leave and the woman in front of me who was complaining under her breath about, you know, how long it was taking. This was around 11 o'clock. The movie was at 11 in the morning. Um, and she buys a ticket for Sing at 1 o'clock. God. And not only that, it's in two adult tickets in 3D and is asking questions about how good the 3D is. <laughs> Old people, am I right? <laughs> she was like in her 40s. Old people. Uh, that's why I don't go to that theater very often. Yeah. But it yeah, was me uh, neither. No. So I missed like the first. Actually, missed like the first two minutes of the movie. Oh but. Jesus Christ! That's like the whole setup, and then <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You missed the uh, best yeah. part. Well, blame blame uh, blame missed the scene on the Sing. bridge. I <laughs> I blame I blame Sing. If Sing didn't exist, that woman would not be there to buy a ticket, and I would have. I blame Gotten Sting for a lot of things. I blame Sting. He was a terrible wrestler. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Um, guys, we've got some good news. Um, the Boba Fett prequel film is now back in development. John, what's the next story? <laughs> um, I guess uh, the, the success of Rogue One, uh, they've decided they're going to go forward with the, the solo Boba Fett movie that they were trying to do back before uh, Josh Trank went crazy, um, and then they shelved all the plans. Um, but apparently, they're, uh, according to a source, they're gearing up at Pinewood Studios, and at some point, they're thinking about making this Boba Fett movie. Oh, I can't wait. But I'm going to have no, to. I'm, I'm just about fed up with all of these uh, anthologies. Boo. <laughs> You ever guys? You guys ever hear that rap song called "Fets Vet"? I'm Boba the Fet, a bounty hunt for a job of that one. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that, in, uh, wasn't that in Zach and Mary? I think so. I don't remember. The only thing I remember about Zach and Mary was the guy getting pooped on. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing uh, you yes. remember. No, that was my MC Chris. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. What the hell? It's Fats Vet by oh, MC oh, Chris. Okay. At the very least, he did a song in Zack and Mary. I know <laughs> that. I, re- I recognize that. So right. yeah, uh, I I remember hearing a while ago that um, when the the rumblings for this prequel first started for for Boba Fett that like they didn't want to keep using Tamora Morrison, you know the the gr- the great Tamora Morrison as we know, the man who hacked the DNC. But, what? Um, <laughs> oh, uh, nothing. Sorry. Um, but it, I heard they wanted to make Boba Fett now like a uh, like Tamora Morrison's character would have died between movies somewhere, and then his mantle would be picked up by a badass. Uh, which I, I think that's pretty cool, actually. So, like, the guy you would see in uh, Empire Strikes Back would be that badass who took Tamora Morrison's mantle. I think that's a cool idea, but you know I don't know what's funny enough. is the fact yeah. that in the previous two Star Wars movies, being Rogue One and Episode Seven, there's been rumors that that Boba Fett was going to be in both of those movies, and he never showed up. Yeah. They're just getting people to go see the film because I think he's going to be in it. I don't know. I To me, it's like... It, you're expanding on a character who is has very little lines, especially in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and he dies in the most pussy ass way. Yeah, I, he's never been like a badass character to me. He doesn't. He didn't even. No. He didn't even capture Han Solo. Darth Vader did all the work. Yeah, all he, was he did was transport him. He's he's a glorified he cool. he's a glorified FedEx driver. That's well, all. He what is. happened was he sold a lot of toys in the eighties. So. Therefore, you know. Yeah, didn't they have to? to they had to recall the one with the 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 rocket launcher thing in his back. I think so. Yeah. Thanks, well, were kids choking know. on that. Oh yes, they were. Mm. I, I just, I just think that you know, I, I would rather see if they're going to do these, you know, anthology movies. I want to see new characters, um, and yeah, like, like the focus. I'm cool with like you know a little cameo here and there, um. But, you know, I, I I would like to see new characters in this world. I would love to see, I know they'll never do it, uh, Force, a Force Unleashed movie. Um, I think that would be oh, pretty cool. Oh, that was cool. a great game. Um, not Force Unleashed 2, but... No, I pretend that doesn't exist. What doesn't exist? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Uh, apparently, there's a rumor going around, a hot rumor, that... Uh, in the Blade Runner sequel, we were just talking about that earlier, the new Blade Runner movie, mm-hmm. um, they will be implementing the new de-aging technology on one of the four replicants from the original movie. Mm. Mm. That's the new thing now, de-aging. Mm. Like, you don't even have to recast people or do anything like that. Like, uh, Just make a new Indiana really Jones new. movie. Yeah, just make a new Indiana Jones movie, but de-age Harrison Ford. There you go. Yeah, but you can't make him want to act again. <laughs> Did he ever want to act? I think he just liked getting pussy. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And they need to just uh, just Peter Cushing everyone. Just not even de-age people. Just get all dead people. <laughs> I want to see a new I want to see a new Cary Grant movie. We need a remake. A Brothers. We need a remake of Oceans 11, the original Oceans 11. And with just Frank bring yeah, the original cast. Bring them all It'll back. Just be a Pixar movie. <laughs> I don't see why not. I, I, I well, was, now we know. Now we now we know what's going to happen to all of the Marvel cameos once. Uh, yeah, exactly. Once Stan, <laughs> once Stan Lee goes, that's true. It's going to be him and General Tarkin. 
<laughs> I would love if they like used that like technology with Stan Lee, but like gave him an entirely different voice. Yeah. <laughs> gave him James like, Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah, like like you just see Stan Lee walk by, it's like Excelsior. <laughs> oh, that would have been so funny if they just cast Stan Lee as Moff Tarkin in Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, ABC News did a, a report uh, the other night on that that process with Grandma Tarkin, and they were saying that um, one of the things that they used in in the process was they took an old mold that he did um, many, many, many years ago. I, I don't even remember what the movie was that he that they did the mold for, but it was one of those silicone mo- molds, and they used part of that to make a new sculpture of his face, and then scan that as well. On top wow. of everything else, so they were thorough. They and also scared. just, you know, dug up his dead body and scanned the skull <laughs> just to get the anatomy that's, that's right. That's what the news doesn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, all Russia. Yeah, but uh, uh, apparently, and this has become a big thing now because it was a high-profile thing in Rogue One. Obviously, uh, Captain America. No one really. I mean, people talked about it, but it wasn't all that, uh, I guess, because Robert Downey Jr. is still alive. And uh, mm-hmm. the one that people forget is Michael Douglas from Ant-Man. They did the same thing with him, too. Yeah, that looked really good. That To me, that actually, that was the best looking one of all of them, was the Ant-Man and one. People, yeah. Pe- yeah, people forget that they, they aged uh, Haley Atwell in uh, Winter Soldier. No, no, it was, um, yeah, it was Winter Civil Soldier. War. Civil War, where she dies mm-hmm. from old age. Like, that... Old age effect. Yeah, on but Haley you, you, no, her character is just flat out dead in Civil War. She is the old person in a uh, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. Wait. So, so she dies in. Uh, she dies off screen. She dies, she, she dies off screen. Yeah. And yeah, but when you see her as an old person, yeah, but she's that's, not in it at all. Yeah, wrong movie. She's in Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, the oh, scene I'm you're so thinking about is Winter Soldier, not Civil War. Yeah, yeah. you're right. My yeah. bad. Sorry, I remember now. Anyway, when she's old, that's when she's CGI'd up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. By the way, Haley Atwell, she was in that episode of Black Mirror called Be Right Back. <laughs> she's hot. I met her at <laughs> Comic-Con, and she was one of the worst celebrity experiences oh, I no. ever had. Seriously? Yeah, she made us wait for like two hours um, because she was doing photo ops, which they scheduled her to go from photo ops to autographs in the span of 20 minutes. Oh, jeez. Um, and, and but like every person, like she was signing autographs, like every person, she was like, "Hi, sign, thanks," but like just didn't make eye contact with you. Just Ugh. you know, was very that cold breaks towards my you. Heart. Yeah, I, I was very disappointed. You know, I really hope. <clears throat> excuse me, Jason. I think you're getting me sick. Um, I really hope. Good. Oh spit God, in your mouth. I'm losing my voice. Um, you want uh, some spit in your mouth? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Um, I really hope when we eventually go and meet uh, Paul Freeman in April that uh, he's he's not a bad experience as well because I cannot have Ivan Ooze crush my my spirit. Oh, I'm sure he's a jolly old fellow. He is old and British. Mm-hmm. You where should are you just. Meeting, where are you meeting him? He's at the uh, at the um... in a back alley. <laughs> <laughs> Are they what are they are they calling it a Comic Con? I don't know what they're calling it, but he's at like one of those conventions in Philly in in April. The Philly the Philly Comic Con. I don't. Oh, isn't that like Wizard World? Yeah, that's in June. I don't think it's Wizard World. It's something. I I I don't want to say it's Comic Con, but it's like it's like that. I I just don't know the exact name. It's a convention. Yeah, it's a convention. 
Um, but anyway, uh, this, this leads to a whole bigger issue. Um, apparently I was reading this article earlier in the week, um, that was saying that apparently a bunch of celebrities are making plans to protect their intellectual property rights after Ah, they pass away. Um, some are planning to ban all future use, uh, from different aspects of recreation, such as they don't want to be depicted having sex or, or doing any sort of violence or uh, using any drugs on screen. Um, I can understand that. They have to put some kind yeah. of clauses in there, because otherwise, yeah. you know, people will just do whatever they want. Um, have you guys think- uh, seen the movie The Congress, uh, starring Robin Wright? No. no. Is that new? It's a, it's, uh, I think it's like two or three years old. It's a movie completely about this, actually. Um, oh. Some people come to, and she, like Robin Wright plays Robin Wright. And it's a fictional movie. Yeah, like it's it's a scripted movie. It's not like a, a mockumentary or anything like that. But it's a movie about Robin Wright and people uh, like a movie studio trying to sign a contract with her to digitize her so she can perform in perpetuity af- even after her death. Ooh, and like it's crazy. It's, yeah, the, the whole storyline of the movie is like that's the whole that's the new thing in Hollywood. And she goes to like. Uh, one of those places that do like 3D pictures where you just go into a booth and they scan your entire body and then they show her perform, you know, make this face, make that face so we can calibrate the machines. And uh, then it gets really trippy and animated. And it's about like her in the future where every, it's, oh, it, it that, kinda that just kind of fell it, off the rocker for me. No, no, I was it, interested, it, but it, it was, it was very interesting. I, I, I recommend it. Was it like limited release? I've never heard of that. I don't, I mean, it probably played at some festivals and then, you know, came out, overseas i think it was a foreign production technically mm. um what's but it i saw it on uh, the congress uh oh. when i saw the poster it was labeled robin wright at the congress uh whether or not that is the full title i believe it's just the congress yeah it's not on netflix um, i believe i saw it on it was either amazon prime or hulu i think it might have been hulu Apparently, uh, San, no, uh, Harvey Keitel and uh, Paul Giamatti are also in the movie. Oh. And uh, does Paul Giamatti, does he have a Russian accent, Paul Giamatti, in this and drive a rhino costume? No, no he, he's an orangutan. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> hey, Sean. Mm-hmm. You know, when Vince McMahon eventually passes away, they can just use his CGI model from 2K17. It looks awful. No, no, no. They just need, they need to use his animated form from the Scooby-Doo movies. <laughs> or Camp WWE. Um, it's funny you mentioned about that movie. Apparently, California law already... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what's going on. I'm losing my voice. Uh, they, they already have, uh, in effect, th- where the heirs of an actor's estate control any and all use of their likeness. Um, and in the article, it also said that, surprisingly enough, Robin Williams, he put a ban on, on any use of his image until the year 2039. Uh, to well, make that's sure we're going to get our documentary. <laughs> to make sure that he's not digitally inserted into any movies or TV shows. Good. Um, you- yes. Huh? Sorry, I was gonna say oh, you could probably uh thank you could probably thank Disney for that. I mean, uh, when they started using his name and all that shit for uh, Aladdin, 
when he was like, yeah. don't you dare use my name and image and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, you get the poster and it's the genie and Robin Williams, Aladdin, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it probably started there where he's just like, yeah, let's not uh, let's not use my name when I don't want you to. But uh, a good point. What, when you're talking about the estate thing, um, that probably uh, that makes me think now of um, oh god, I forget the dude's name, but uh, the villain in Sky Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Oh, uh, if anyone ever um, saw that movie, uh, um, Lawrence dude, Olivier, dude from yes, yes, I was gonna say he was. Yeah, I was thinking Lawrence of Arabia, but that's that's, that's <laughs> Peter O'Toole. That's Peter O'Toole. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was Lawrence. Like, uh, yeah, they used like archival footage and digitally manipulated it all like a la the Forrest Gump JFK scene yeah. and shit like that to uh, bring him into it. And they had they had him kind of look like Zordon to uh, <laughs> just put his face on a, a screen and just have him talk. Yeah, that was pretty shameless. Um, and also the Marlon Brando uh, in yeah. Superman Returns. Although I believe that was just stock footage, I don't. Did, yeah, I yeah, think that I was think that they, was just deleted scenes from uh, from, from what was it from from, from uh, Richard Donner? Yeah, yeah, Richard. I thought it was like stuff that Richard Donner shot for Superman two that didn't get used because of oh, uh, the, yeah. the other the other guy coming in. Yeah, that's right. It could have been. I'm not sure because I know or they, they could they, just do what uh, what Robert Zemeckis and crew did in Back to the Future two. Uh, Crispin Glover wasn't in it, so they just made a mold of him, put it on a new. Yeah, now, now that's against the law. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, also, in the article, it was saying that uh, they they contacted James Earl Jones' assistant to see you know what is in place for him as well, because apparently he's he's eighty five years old. In case you didn't know. Oh shit. Um, and they declined to comment if there's any provisions put in place to ban the use of his voice after his death. Which is possible because? Uh, oh, didn't Adobe like didn't isn't the Adobe coming out with something now where you can just sample people's voices and then? Oh, I don't know about that. You can manipulate. Yeah, like I was reading about that. Now you can manipulate it and make new. I mean, you can make it sound like someone is talking when you're actually just using samples. Oh, I'm going to get voice. Jack Nicholson's voice for obvious <laughs> reasons. Well, it's the only time that I've seen it implemented was they actually did this for uh, Roger Ebert before he died. Um, they literally took all yes. of his spoken reviews and they like chopped up every single word that he ever said and they put it into a computer so he could. It was like him talking. But, yeah, you can uh, yeah. see that in, uh, was it Life Itself, was that mm-hmm. documentary about him. Yeah. And he kind of has like a Stephen Hawking type device, but it's his voice. Yeah. Oh my God. I know, Te- yeah. technology. So, theoretically, we could have Darth Vader till the end of time, technically. Hey, what's what's wrong with uh, casting, or, you know, exposing new actors? Huh? What's, what's wrong? Why do we need to bring old actors back from the dead? Why can't we just, you know, well, hire be perfectly new actors? honest, it's... At, at a certain point, I feel like it might end up being cheaper to uh, to because the minimum wage to, is fifteen dollars. I was going to say to desecrate to desecrate the dead in order to use a um, you can then now you can use a person's likeness and name and promotion, and you already have all of the weight that they carry from their past instead of bringing in someone new and trying to build them up from the bottom. It's like, you know, like like Peter Cushing. I understand, like the man's been you know dead for decades, and his family was involved. But it's like episode nine, if they, you know, want to reanimate Carrie Fisher and bring her back, you know, to fulfill her role in episode nine, I, I think that's that's too soon. If they wanted to bring Heath Ledger back, you know, to play the Joker again, too too soon. 
Like, what's what's the line? And like, is it like okay depending on the cause of death? Like, is it if they die of old age, it's okay? But if it's like a drug overdose, is it wrong? Like, is it wrong to do it then? Like, there's so many questions that you're raising now. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a, a spin. it's a tricky tricky one. Um, and that whole Carrie Fisher thing's a whole other whole other thing to get into. Um, but I guess this is more so just like some people are preparing for the future because obviously we, everyone's seeing it getting more and more used and you have to have something in there. Cause if you, if you don't want it to be done, you, you have to make provisions now before something happens to you. Um, we got to get on this guys. I don't want anyone recreating our voices for blah, blah episode 1000 when we pass away. You don't think we can make it to a thousand. It's a good point. I mean, we've made a lot of enemies. Oh, that's true. Like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, now, now, that, now that you uh, say made a lot of enemies, all I can think of is that song playing in the trailer of the new Jamie Foxx movie that's basically taken. What? what you guys seen that? that? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It's called like Simplist or something? Yeah, it's, it's taken. <laughs> taken in a hood. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just remembering the song playing in that. It makes remember me that scene, sad that he's making that movie. Oh, jeez! Remember that scene from Scary Movie 3 where the guy's waiting at the bus, the bus stop for the bus to come and the bus rolls up and the word's going, it says the hood. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great film. Uh, anyway, what's next, Sean? All right, let's go to uh, Twitter Q&A. I know we have some questions from Twitter. We actually have a question from a new fan this week. Ooh. At Captain Beard 93 asks us, if you can interview any celebrity, living or dead, on your show, who would it be and why? Oh, that's and a very... A follow-up to that... Well, let's, start, let's just tackle the first one first. Yes, well, would they be CGI'd? That's what I'm no? saying. It's, uh, it's weird that we just started talking about yeah. that. And... Yeah, there's a lot of variables involved. Yeah, so well, now you, you can actually do it. Peter Cushing now. He's... No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, my pick would be... Uh, you guys probably wouldn't agree with this, but I'll say it anyway. My pick would actually be Mo Howard. I am a big Three Stooges fan. I've lo- I love their work. Uh, I, can't, I watch it as much as I can, and I always found Mo Howard, who played, obviously, Mo, the most fascinating of it, because he was the asshole of the show, but in real life, he was the father of them like he took care of curly he took care of larry he took care of shemp as well i would just ask him so many questions of like what did he come up with what what sparked the three stooges idea you know uh you know he was really good at managing his money what made him decide to you know um jump from the stage to making three stooges on tv what was that life like why did he even want to continue it after shemp died because it was gonna after shemp uh, no i'm sorry after larry died he wanted it the dude was in the 70s at the time he wanted to be mo harry in curly joe and it's just like man he was dedicated to his craft i'm more fascinated by the three stooges than i ever found them funny like they're funny don't get me wrong but when i watch it i just love like that craft and Love what those guys did a lot, and I would love to interview Mo Howard. Uh, what about you guys? What about Sean? Uh, I would actually like to interview uh, Marilyn Monroe because I would honestly, I would love to know what it's like to have sex with Winston Churchill. <laughs> cricket, cricket. Uh, Any real answers, Sean? That's, That's my not answer. real enough for you. Yeah. 
That really happened, mm-hmm. Jason. Why don't you open your fucking mind? Yeah. yeah. Read read a book, Jason. Wait, stop she... watching the Three Stooges. No, I will never stop watching the Three Stooges, <laughs> especially the episode where Mo has sex with Winston Churchill. Espe- especially okay. that new movie by the Farley Brothers. No, I never saw that. But in what is it? Two thousand, the year two thousand, Mel Gibson had that uh, that made for TV movie about the Stooges. That was great, and, uh, and Mel Gibson made it too, and it was really great. And um, wait, oh, he there made was a episode... movie about Jews. Yeah, I know. It <laughs> <laughs> was that episode of the Stooges Ooh. where Mo uh, uh, is Hitler for an episode. Like he, he's making the whole episode is making fun of Hitler, and apparently Hitler had like a list of people he wanted to personally kill, and the three Stooges were on there. So just imagine that list. You have like Winston Churchill, like a few other notable names, and then just Mo, Larry, and Curly. <laughs> but. Um, so yeah, yours is Marilyn Monroe. Mike, who would you like to interview? Uh, my guy's still alive. Um, I would oh, say I'd like, to, I'd like to sit down and have a chat with John Carpenter. Oh, John Carpenter. Maybe have him play something for you? Oh, man, yes. That would be amazing. Have you ever listened to his newer stuff, The Lost Themes? No, no, I haven't. He, he, he has done two albums, uh, Lost Themes and Lost Themes 2. They are soundtracks to movies that have never existed. Ooh. That's awesome. I always yeah, like to think yeah. that was done by Enio Morricone. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> God but damn it, no, Jason. Uh, he, he wrote and directed my favorite movie, Halloween. Um, there, I mean, I'm sure there are a few things that he's made that I haven't liked, like say escape from LA, but, uh, it, it, he has made such vastly different movies. Uh, you know, he made fucking, like confessions of an invisible man or some shit like that with Chevy Chase being an invisible man. Like I would just like to pick his brain about what goes through his mind to write and or direct these things. And especially, you know, where, where he lives musically. Um, Drugs. I've, well, it very well could be. Uh, I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that synth stuff has got to come from uh, some organic stuff. Ask him what having sex with Winston Churchill was like. Uh, he might be old enough. <laughs> and Joe, who would you like to interview, living or dead? I, ac- I actually was going to say uh, Christopher Reeves originally, um, just because you know he's played one of my favorite heroes. <laughs> Joe, and all would that. that be a sit-down interview? Oh, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> Fuck up, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway but then we actually (laughs) mentioned somebody else earlier and i i changed it because i think it'd be robin williams actually oh um you know he since he came up and i got my mind i'm like why didn't i think of robin williams because i feel like a lot of like how i do like voices and you know comedy Mm -hmm. and stuff kind of damn good robin williams impression oh thank you very much Uh, but like I, a lot of it, I think like I I got inspiration from him over the years and not realized it until after he was gone. Um, just how fast he is and how quick he is and how funny he is and how he can just go on and on and you know just speak his mind. But it's so funny. I would love to like sit down with him and like ask him like where does that come from? Like how do you how do you find out you can do a certain voice? Probably you... cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wonder if there's something else there. Um, I, I just want to like know where it, where his his co- comedic spark and especially his voices come from. 
Good picks. Good picks, guys. And we have a follow-up question from Captain Beard 93 and it's the most important question we probably ever had on this show. Also, do you wipe sitting down or standing? Hmm. Now, well, I personally... Well, yeah? I was going to say, I, I can't answer this because I don't poop. Uh, it's a <laughs> severe up. medical condition I have. Uh, so thank you. Well, yeah, you. you have a lot of shit coming out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I personally wipe standing up. I, I get up. I peel the toilet paper up all as I'm standing. I arch myself over, give myself a good, clean. Give yourself a tune-up. Uh, <laughs> stroke <laughs> and, uh, do it as much as i need to but yes standing up is the way to go and the best is when you have clean getaways so <laughs> one wipe and you're done those make my day that is clean get- getaway uh jason i also stand up um and honestly i i feel weird about people who don't stand up yeah it's weird it's like you're hunching over it's like it's like you're also uh-huh. like it, it, you're kind of like reaching into the toilet too while you're doing it it's just yeah. like uh, you know, I'm going to give it a try, but I probably won't like it. How about you, Mike? Mike? I guess I'm the weird one. Uh, you know, I, I, I used to standing up and then I aged past the age of seven and oh, started uh, doing it the way people <laughs> people are meant to. Uh, I mean, you're already down. down. Why, why, why waste the energy getting up until you're, you're going to have to anyway? Just kill two birds with one stone. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't need I don't need the gates closing and then smearing. Let, oh. let the gates stay open and just evacuate. <laughs> oh we should all get God. squatty potties. Oh, no, yeah. no. That's I don't. Apparently, think so. how you're supposed to poop. So, Joe, you 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 decline to answer because you don't poop. I, yeah. I medically cannot. Yeah, I can't. So yeah. I, I don't have an answer to that. So yeah. um, when you pee, when you pee, do you shake it a few times or? Uh, again, I also don't do not pee. Oh, do any of you guys, excluding Joe, do you any of you guys actually pee through the hole in your boxers? What? I've what? never done that. No. What? <laughs> um, nah, sometimes. Why? <laughs> if it's if it's well, open. I mean, if I if I'm if I'm yeah, like if I'm wearing jeans and I have the belt on and I just unzip and it's easy access that way. If I'm wearing something with an elastic band, then I'm doing you know what God intended and just pull them down. <laughs> to your ankles <laughs> yes yes because uh, i have only aged so far <laughs> i mean we live together mike i know a lot about you mm. well you, yeah. anyway yeah okay um jason we have another question oh okay oh, anyway God. i just want to say thank you captain beard 93 yeah, thanks up? for bringing up my medical condition <laughs> oh captain my captain what's the other question you don't have it oh god damn it jason all right, no, we have I a don't. question. We have a question from uh, Blah Coffee. Oh, look at that! Our biggest fan, back at it again. Uh, Blah Coffee asks, "If you were a dog, what breed would you be?" Oh, geez, this is so easy. I would be a corgi. Corgis are the <laughs> fucking best. I love those little things. And once Yulia and I move to a different, uh, a pet-friendly apartment, hopefully within a year, we'll get a corgi. ASAP. Before we even get our furniture moved in, we're getting a dog. I you love can those sleep things. on the dog. <laughs> Orgies are the best. They are better than all the rest. Now, Mike, I know you have cats, but if you had to have a dog, or if you had to be a dog, I mean, what would it be? Uh, if I had to be a dog, I think I'd be a puggle. Uh, you know, they're kind of cute, but they're kind of ugly. 
Like um, you. Yes. Like me, they're furry. Um, <laughs> like to sleep a lot. You know, love to eat. Just, it's uh, you know, realize it's, it's rough out there. Um, <laughs> Just the way your mother <laughs> likes it. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's from Celebrity Jeopardy. All right, oh, yeah. Trebek. <laughs> what about you, Sean? Uh, I honestly don't know. I I'll, I'll just say Beagle, just because I have a Beagle. He's a cutie. He's a big fatty too, and he snores really loud, mm-hmm. just like you. Sean is a Beagle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do say after a while, dogs start looking like their owners. I would say Shiloh looks like you. Fuck you, Jason. <laughs> What about you, Joe? You have probably a dog, some though. like. Would you be like? I don't think I'd be a cockapoo, um, but I'm probably some sort of like loud, annoying chihuahua that won't shut the hell up. <laughs> um, uh, Wait, so. what, what's what's your dog? Is that a cockapoo? Yes. Mm, she's a cutie. Uh, are you trying to make advances? I think on he's my trying dog? to hit on your dog, Jobo. Well, I'm a dog now, apparently, according to this question. Corgi's a breed. Can we can we all get together and make a movie? With, with about dogs and they like they talk and Secret then like we pets. do the vo- like we do the voices of the dog no like kind of like you, you remember like all those and, movies that and, came out and, in, like and the cats are the villains yes homeward bound something like that but we're doing the voices of the dogs oh yeah i'll be the corgi <laughs> we can get uh jack nicholson to do a voice uh for one of the dogs <laughs> an old the dog great name. <laughs> all right um jason we have one more question uh, this week. Oh no! Is it from Jack Nicholson? No, uh, it's from uh, at Smartass Reviews. Oh mother! Oh no! That guy. Um, what does he want, Sean? They ask if you could hit one wrestling move on Jobo, what would it be? <sighs> well, Probably the RKO, because he wouldn't see it coming. I would see it coming because I have twenty twenty vision, Jason. Um, well, I'm a viper. He he also included on here uh, bonus points for anyone who says stink face. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Do you know any wrestling moves that you would hit on Jobo? Um, I, I believe it was called the, the what did it, what did he do? The mandible claw. Oh, but, Mick uh, Foley's ma- ma- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cause, just because I want to get inside Jobo's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I'm going to choose the, uh, chair shot from the top rope. Um, unprotected chair shot from the top rope. That's my, that's my Unprotected pick. sex. Yes. Marcus, Joe, what move would you do on yourself? I'm not going to do any moves on myself <laughs> because I'm not a lunatic. Um, I'm like smart ass reviews. So I'll, I'll answer what wrestling move I will, uh, do on smart ass reviews and I'll give him some, some sweet chin music. Um, and then I'm going to hit him with a rock bottom and then I'm going to put him through a uh, table that I just set on fire. Um, (laughs) and then I'm going to climb up to the top of the cell and and then I'm going to jump off of the cell and hit him. Um, and then I'm going to take a kendo stick and hit him over the head with it. Um, and then I'm going to, um, I don't know, probably dump some beer on his car or something. No. And then he's down for the count. Yep. All right. And all for Twitter, Sean. That's all for Twitter. Thank Good. you, everyone who asked. Except smart ass reviews. You can do it every week. <laughs> What's next, Sean? All right, let's go into miscellaneous. What the fuck? Right in my ass. Ooh. Ooh.
Right in Mike's ass. Evan always does a song now. Oh. Yeah. I see. Um, Asking if the intro plays. Uh, our first story, uh, one of Japan's largest telecom companies are installing smartphone wipes in restrooms at the Tokyo International Airport. Yo, I love Japan. They think of everything. They're selling wipes? No, they're installing... Um, oh, okay. They're installing the like dispensers that, that give out free wipes. Uh, That's okay, cool. amazing. First bidets, now this. I think I'm moving to Japan. That's pretty cool. Uh, the wipes yeah. are included in each stall, um, and they even advertise the company's a Wi-Fi service and give a travel guide app on the wipes themselves. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> they do awesome. Say, I mean, they, they do say, huh? like, your phone contains fecal matter, so, like, it's good. But yeah, I use my phone to wipe when I'm sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Jason, when you're standing yeah, up? Yeah, when you're standing up. <laughs> no, I, I'm pooping now. I'm, I'm trying it differently. All right, moving on. Um, a man in Vietnam recently had surgery to remove a pair of scissors that were stuck in his abdomen for 18 years. I thought you were going to say from Vietnam War. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, any any story on how they, they got there? Well, the tool was discovered during a, during a routine medical check, which couldn't have been that routine because they would have found it before. Um, and <laughs> apparently it was stuck to his organs uh, inside. Oh. Um, it's just like, oh, that was bugging me for years. Uh, the man, actually, he said that he rarely had any pain from it uh, until recently. He believes that the scissors may have been lost inside of him during a surgery following a car accident in 1998. Oh. Using cutting-edge technology? Uh, apparently, oh, the Vietnam... Viet- Vietnam medical system isn't all that great. Uh, a there was another story of a 60 year old Vietnamese man being diagnosed diagnosed as pregnant, um, and another paying 250 dollars for surgery on his left leg until finding out that the doctors operated on the right leg. Oh my lord! So if you need an operation, don't go to Vietnam. Wait, was that man really pregnant? I have to know. No, he was. Of course, he wasn't pregnant. <laughs> Oh, okay, good. This isn't this isn't juniors. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, anyway, what's next? Our next story: a six-year-old girl who borrowed her mother's phone was able to order two hundred and fifty dollars worth of toys from Amazon just before Christmas. Yo, I heard people on the train talking about this. What what they say? <laughs> just like, oh man, that girl's smart, or some shit like that. That mom. No, 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 no. Must've... The phone is smart. <laughs> oh shut up Mike the, just, I, I just overheard two people talking on the train ride home the other day just like man you hear about this story with this girl buying 200 whatever dollars off of her mom's credit card man the mom has to hide her card better blah 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 stuff like that it's pretty pretty ingenious though that she knew what to do yeah the yeah. Uh, the girl's mom was asleep on the couch um, as the little girl used the mom's thumbprint to unlock the phone and order <laughs> like from Amazon agent shit. yeah really um her parents thought that their account may have been hacked uh, after 13 order confirmations of Pokemon items were sent. Oh, um, <laughs> my God. However, the girl then fessed up to her scheme. Uh, no word if she got to keep the toys or not. So, Aww. We, we, we don't know, but that's thir- 13 Pokemon uh, 
Pokemon toys. That's 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 a bit much. Well, they're good toys. No, oh, they must be. She had to catch them all. <laughs> At any Shut cost. Shut up. <laughs> um, and our final miscellaneous story for this week. Uh, Arkansas. This is actually a sports story, but uh, don't don't be alarmed. Uh... Don't be alarmed. Um, Arkansas tight end Jeremy Sprinkle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was arrested last Tuesday <laughs> after shoplifting from a Belk department store in North Carolina and sub- subsequently kicked off the team before their big college ball game. Uh, the irony is uh, Arkansas was set to play Virginia Tech in the Belk Bowl the following night. So he decided to shoplift from the store from the bowl game that he was playing in. He was probably, did he do anything to the self-checkout? No, he did not. I don't even know if they have self no. self checkouts there. Uh, well, he's an idiot, probably on drugs. <laughs> not only that, but every Arkansas player was given a four hundred fifty dollars gift card to spend at any Belk store. Yet Sprinkle decided to shoplift instead. So <laughs> he was given the chance. Yeah, and but you know what? He's an NFL player. He'll get away with it. Those people can get away with murder. No, Jason. He's a college football player. He's a he's an athlete. He's a sprinkle. <laughs> You're a sprinkle. <laughs> Any that, other comments, anybody? Uh, no? I don't really care. No? All right. Well, that's all I have. That's that's. We we ran through that pretty you quick. Should, you should have led with that one, you bastard. What, sprinkle? <laughs> yeah, because then we, then, we, then we could have something to talk about at the end instead of how, how much you suck at picking the... the I'll be honest with you. It was, it was a weak... <laughs> It was it was a, it was not yes, a good it was, week. It was weak. <laughs> it was not a good week well, in miscellaneous stories. The name alone is worth the the, the story. Sprinkle because sprinkle. Yeah. Well, uh, that puts a cherry on it. That puts a bow on the end of this episode, everybody. The first episode of the new year. It's going to be a great year for Blah Blah Podcast. Episode 100 is coming up in a few short weeks. Keep an eye and an ear out for that. It's going to be great. Uh, I want to thank our new fan, Captain Beard 93 for tweeting at us. Go to his Twitter, listen to their podcast. I will as soon as this is done. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. And I am Jason Green. You can follow me on Twitter at jgreen89. Email me if you want to be on the show, jgreen89 at Gmail. Follow this podcast, blah, blah, pod one. Mike, is there any social yes. media you want to plug? Uh, sure. I'm on Instagram, MF Dowling. Uh, I'm starting to take more pictures that aren't cats. So Ooh, you got that to that. look forward to. I, I, well, there's, there's going to be some cat pictures as well. I'm just trying to get better with the camera. I can already know how to take pictures of cats. They are beautiful. They're the best cats ever. I just need to <laughs> <laughs> need to keep moving forward. I'm also on Twitter, uh, Mike underscore Dowling, but you know, I don't do anything there. So, you know. okay. Joe, you have purged yourself from social media. Yes, um, I I, I'll, I don't know what I'm gonna plug. Um, well, you see, he doesn't shit anymore, so there's just no no social media. He doesn't, he, he doesn't do that shit. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna plug uh, sprinkles. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of sprinkles, Joe? I like the I like the red ones. Just the red they ones. They have different flavors. Yeah, they no, have... like when you get like. Sprinkles and like they're multicolored. I like the ones that are red. Oh, I guess uh, I never really put much thought into it until What's right now. What's your problem now. with black sprinkles? You got a problem with black ones? 
Sean. You got to throw the race card into this, don't you, Sean? <laughs> I'm just asking. Uh, you asked me. You I said like red, red really quickly. I, usually when I eat candy, I like the red ones because they're cherry or strawberry. So I just, okay, so this is red. Would so. you have eaten the Jolly Rancher Jesse Eisenberg offers that guy in Batman versus Superman? Uh, who's to say that I was not that man? <laughs> you make a good point. Hey, who, who <laughs> sprinkles Jimmy's? Does that, does that, my grandma do that? does. Well, it, she's old. Yeah, isn't you know. that like a what? She uh, is. That's an East Coast thing, right? Jimmy's? I guess. Jimmy I don't know. She's from Pennsylvania. Okay, I'm on the East Coast. I don't call it that. Jimmy Smith's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's like one of those uh, soda, soda and pop uh, compare. Like, it's, it's well, like that. Pop, pop is like Midwest uh, to the... Pop, I think, is like Midwest to out to the West Coast because I remember Yulia was in um, San Jose a few months ago, and she went to like what is it like when you do something they're like you want pop and she's like what pop music <laughs> no Coke oh yeah uh, Sean, there's, parts of, there's parts of the country that uh, just call it Coke every soda is Coke mm. well Weird I'm sure people. some John, some parts of the world Coke is not the same thing. Um, yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Brack show. Um, and also you can check out the new episode of Wham, which came out the other day. Um, we attempted to do a year in review. Didn't quite go too well. Uh, check out to see how far we actually got. It's like three hours though. I know. And we didn't, we didn't even finish. (laughs) I guess you guys are really talking about George Michael, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) jitterbug. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Whoa, sorry. Check out check out our sports centric shows like Wham and our sports talk show, and listen to every other blah blah podcast episode because they're all really funny. Have a good night. See you all next week. Bye.